Okay, what's going on, guys? Uh, yeah, I took a week off, so because I was preparing for my draft real quick and I had a bunch of stuff come up. So today's episode, uh, or this week's, I should say, we're just gonna break down how our draft or my draft went, and uh, just a couple of surprises there, and uh, talk a little bit about the Elliott situation, and then uh, I'm gonna break down some rankings for you guys and see you, you know, what I think might most more likely to happen in week one. So, uh, yeah, our draft concluded on Monday, and uh, I'm not going to lie, there's some shocks and surprises there that threw everybody off, you know, like Marcus Mariota going in like the fifth round or sixth round or whatever it was. Todd Gurley snuck into the first round, so it was, it was kind of wild. Um, you know, I had all running backs placed in the first seven rounds, uh, everywhere from Bell to J.H.I., then I had Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and Mike Evans going in the 10th. Uh, respectively, in that order, it's, uh, 8, 9, and 10. But it turns out Bell went 1, Johnson went 2, Elliott still went 3, Brown went 4, and then Gordon went 5, McCoy went 6, Julio went 7, 8 was Freeman, 9 was Todd Gurley, and 10 was uh, uh, Howard. So kind of just threw the whole draft off from there. An interesting thing, too, was... Uh, Gronkowski fell all the way to third pick, and I think he was 24th overall, yeah. Uh, and I passed up on him. Uh, instead of taking Gronk, I took um, Amari Cooper. But, uh, you know, whatever. And I ended up with David Johnson, Marshawn Lynch, and Cooper in my first three rounds. But it's basically we're all on that. Um, it was just weird to me seeing how every draft comes, you know, it was just not – anywhere the way I expected it and that's kind of crazy because uh there's one thing I took away from it this year 100% is <laughs> everyone's gonna throw you smoke screens about who they want to take whatever and especially in your league and uh it's one thing to go into a draft with uh you know like a standard 100 list or whatever but I highly recommend that you make your own list and then you stick by it because uh in moments of panic as you're crossing off names one by one you'll have always a good group of uh, four guys that should be going and four guys that could go. You know, like if you're at the 60th pick, you'll have 68 picks in front of you, and you'll be able to see in that range who it is. And uh, it's that's really some underrated advice there. All right, anyways, uh, moving on. Overall, the draft was pretty good. I think everyone had a pretty solid team, and no one has a very uh, super dominant team like we've had in the past. I think everyone only got a lot better, and I hope that's the case for you guys too. So, you know, it is what it is. So we'll start off with some Elliott news. Basically, um, he's more than likely going to play this Sunday, but then it looks like he's serving a six-game suspension. Either way, I mean, I still believe no matter what, if you're still drafting somehow, I don't know why this is probably going to come out what's Thursday morning. It's coming out Thursday morning. Uh, you probably should have still taken Elliott in the first round. It's just way too high of a talent to be going anywhere near uh, <clears throat> near the second round. It'll make one team too powerful at the end, but the key is if you're going to pick up Elliott, you should have, if luckily you, you did pick up McFadden, but moreover, should have picked up a, 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 a solid filler, which would have been like, you know, uh, Jacrees Rogers or, you know, anyone, anyone like that that could carry the workload until he comes back. And the one thing about him playing Sunday would be great it is great for the Elliott owners, but then it kind of sucks because you were anticipating him not playing, and now he's not going to come back until, I believe, week eight, which is fantasy season time. That's pretty much like your whole season. So um, you're really hoping that he's, you know, he comes back and then he puts you right into playoffs or somehow you limp into playoffs and then he could just straight out dominate after that. 
So that's a really uh, what, you're, what you're hoping for there. Um, so we're going to start off with just uh, who I think, uh, like, uh, not rankings wide, but who I think would have a monster game and who some of the players I would probably sit. So we'll start off with uh, start off with some quarterbacks here. And uh, let me pull this list up real quick, so I'm going to hit pause here once quick. Oh, sorry. Before we get into that, uh, obviously everyone probably heard by now about the Bucks and Dolphins not playing, and looks like they're going to catch back up in Week 11. Um, <laughs> that kind of sucks for Mike Evans and Jay Ajayi owners, which I have Jay Ajayi in one of my leagues. So, you know, you just it's one of those things you have to make do without it. I don't know why they can't find it in a neutral stadium, but at this point it is what it is. So uh, let's start off with some quarterbacks here. So it looks like uh, Brady's facing Kansas City. I'm gonna go probably top. Uh, I'm gonna go top five quarterbacks, and then who I think should be the sixth or maybe the seventh player that you should definitely start. And this is gonna be off of like uh, DraftKings uh, listings, depending on what you play. Obviously, the PPR and never like that, but this is mo- mostly gonna be uh, standard scoring. So they have Tom Brady ranked one, and um, you know he's going against Kansas City, and I think everyone's still sleeping on Kansas City. They have a pretty strong secondary. And uh, I know Tom Brady's good, but like we we're talking about it, um, I was talking about it with a couple of my fellow league members, and um, I think this game is probably going to be not really close, but I believe you know, um, obviously I th- I'm picking the Patriots to win, but I think it'll probably be like twenty-eight to like seventeen or something like that, something weird. I just feel like Kansas City's defense is still something that needs to be respected, so I don't have Brady. Uh, like on my number one to start list. Obviously, you're going to start him, no doubt in my mind. That's not what I'm saying. But he's not like my, my favorite, like going to explode. Um, you know, Drew Brees going against Minnesota, same type of situation. Pittsburgh going against Cleveland. I give Roth- uh, Ben Roethlisberger the edge there. Um, they lost Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden's now a Steeler. And uh, I feel like they don't have a secondary, and I think he's going to be able to take full advantage. So start as many Steelers as you can. Cam against SF. Um, we'll see how that throwing shoulder is. I know he hasn't got a lot of work in the preseason, and they're probably not going to be forcing him to come back 110% right off the gate. Um, they're probably going to have him ease into it. That means a little bit more running and a little bit more game management than it is going to be letting Cam loose. I don't think they'll probably let him 110% loose until like probably week four, week three. But uh, still, it's probably going to be a good week. I'll, I mean, I have Aaron Rodgers in, our, in, in one league, and... Um, you know, playing against the Seahawks this week, I feel like uh, he'll obviously have a good game. You got to start your studs right, but uh, I'm kind of wary of him playing against Seattle. I don't think he's gonna have monstrous numbers, but uh, you know, like I said, you have to start your studs right. So that looks like it's one, two, three, four. That's five. Um, you know, Matt Ryan against Chicago, uh, pretty solid, pretty solid matchup there. Uh, Chicago secondary is underrated, though I will I will say that at all. And then now we're just I'm gonna skip all this and just go straight down to who my favorite picks are. And uh, honestly, I think Costin Palmer is gonna absolutely tear up the Detroit offense. Uh, everyone was giving Costin Palmer slack like last year, or not slack. They were giving him crap last year for just like oh he fell off this, he fell off that. But if you look closely, he finished off the year with multi touchdown games and. Um, I think he still has one solid year left in him, and I think this is probably going to be the year that he has to shine. Now, he has no receiving core, but I don't think Palmer is going to have a problem uh, being able to light up an awful, awful uh, Lions secondary and overall defense. So he's one of my sleepers. My other two sleepers uh, this week, 
hands down, are going to be Derek Carr and uh, Marcus Mariota. I think that's going to be an absolute uh, shootout. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up if those two teams end up seeing each other in the playoffs this year. And uh, I'm I'm freaking stoked to watch that game. I'm a Raiders fan myself, so it'll be awesome. And um, those two guys right there, I think, are going to end up being the two highest scoring quarterbacks this week. So if you got any one of those two guys, then, you know, definitely, well, of course you're going to start them, but you're in for a good week. Uh, running back, we have Bell against Cleveland, absolutely going to tear him up. We have uh, Deon, uh, DeAndre. <laughs> uh, we have David Johnson against Detroit, will absolutely tear him up. Uh, LaShawn McCoy against Buffalo, okay. against Buffalo, sorry, against the Jets. I am a little bit concerned there. I mean, obviously, like, you're going to start him, but uh, I feel like, People are underestimating still how good the uh, Jets' defensive line is. It's it's not like horrendous. They're very very good. They still have Williams there. They still have Muhammad Workers in there. So and they still have decent linebackers. So I don't feel like Lashawn McCoy is going to have video game numbers. But you know, it is what it is. Of course, you're going to start Zeke against Dallas. Um, you know, hopefully he gets to go out with the bang and uh, he can build off that momentum <clears throat> and that confidence for when he comes back. Now my sleeper pick here for this week is probably going to have to be my sleeper running back of the week is going to be Adrian Peterson against New Orleans. I feel like he's going to straight give it to him. Uh, I think it's probably going to be one of his best seasons this week or this week. Yeah, of, of the week just because uh, I think he's going to be playing with a huge uh, – Huge chip on his shoulders, and I feel like uh, if you have him, he's usually going to be a flex player for the remainder of the year just because we all know how that um, that whole uh, running back mess is going to be uh, this season with uh, they're having very, very good talent all around. And uh, I think overall it's, it's Peterson's week this week for that backfield. And I think that's the case going to be – that is going to be the case for New Orleans is every week it's going to be – and we probably won't know who it is, but it's probably going to be just like the Patriots. They're going to plan for – a specific running back to play like the major role that week. And the next week it's probably going to end up being somebody totally different unless one of them really emerges and shows that they're the ones that should be, you know, like the all time back. And uh, until that happens, I feel like, yeah, it's going to be a week by week basis. And I feel like this week it's going to be Peterson. So you could pick them up for the cheap. And we're going to go ahead and run on over to the wide receivers. And uh, of course, I think Antonio and, uh, who else is playing right now? Antonio's going to have a monster monster week this week. No secondary, so just bring it, just like the Rock said. I think Mario Cooper's going to have a huge week this week. Um, they, you know, they got Logan Ryan back there trying to match up against uh, Cooper, and um, we've seen over the years how it goes when p- former Patriots stars leave Patriots and they they go up to another team. Not saying those guys aren't talented; they obviously are because they proved it, but. We'll see if Mr. Ryan was a, a you know a product of the system or if he really was legit. Um, I'm if I was a betting man, I'd probably bet that he's still a decent cornerback. But I think Amari is going to be able to find his way, and I think this is the year that Cooper really takes that next step and comes in to that conversation of 2018 first round pick, uh, later first round pick uh, for, for for drafters. Uh, it has to be a boomer bust year for him this year, as far as that goes. He's still an awesome wide receiver, but you know, uh, as far as fantasy is concerned. Um, next up, we have let's see here. We have Sammy Watkins going against uh, a banged up Indy, and what I mean by banged up Indy, I just think they're morally defeated already because I feel like 
if Luck doesn't come back, probably by week six, I wouldn't be surprised if they just shut Luck down for the year, depending on how things are looking. I, I know that's probably not likely, but if I was that team's head, like if I was the general manager there or even the owner, I'd be like, yo, bro, let's just shut this down. Let's tank this season and let's pick up some pieces to actually protect Luck and then we'll come back strong next year. But whatever, uh, they're probably going to be they're going to be competitive, but that is the Tennessee Titans uh, division this year. I'm sorry, but I just think they're way too they're more talented than the uh, uh, Indy is right now. But uh, coming back to Sammy Watkins, I think um, this is a game where you know it's, this is where he has to start proving it now to prove that he was worth the money he was for worth the worth the first round pick if not my real sleeper in this one is probably going to be cooper cup uh let's see if he can come up and shine if not um you know uh let's see which uh tar- which uh weapon jared Goff starts using that's what i'm looking for mostly in this game uh you know, and and the reason why I'm picking even Sammy Watkins at all out of the list right here, I'm I'm skipping over Thomas, I'm skipping over uh, uh, Golden Tate because those are just, you know, if you like them, if you like the matchup, it's decent. I'm trying to find weak secondaries and trying to see uh, who, you know, who, what what matchups can we take advantage of. One matchup I think that we have to stay away from is Keenan Allen going against the Broncos. He hasn't faced the Broncos in over two years, and. Every time that Phillip Rivers has faced the Broncos, I think his percentage is like less than 50% that he if he completes passes. Those guys are actually, you know, Harris Jr. and Talib are just, they're monsters, dude. And I don't feel like they're going <clears> to <throat> slow down at all this year in any way, shape, or form. They were confident enough to cut their, their, their you know, superstar safety. So that tells me that <clears throat> the coach, the general manager, believe that their secondary is still something to be, you know, feared. So I would stay away from Keenan Allen. Obviously, if you have to start him, I mean, you're going to start him right. But if you have another option there, someone that you – because you drafted Keenan Allen as a number one, but if you have, uh, you know, another number two player on on your bench that you could take in place for Keenan Allen, you know, maybe someone like a Matavius Bryant uh, to start over him, I, I definitely would, or a Michael Crabtree to start over him or start both of those guys, I would this week. I would kind of stay away and, and see what uh, Keenan Allen does on his first week back and against the very elite defense to to give me the confidence because we all know how week one works, man. It, it really messes with your psyche a little bit, and uh, it kind of, uh, you know, you want to build as much of a cushion as you can because, you know, your luck in fantasy could change at any week. So I would stay away from him. Uh, I would definitely start, Larry, you know, Larry Fitzgerald is another guy. If you got him way later on in the rounds, uh, it'd be a, that's the one stud that I would tell you that I would, if you have the options, I would bench Keenan Allen this week and start another receiver. Um, j- just because, like I said, he hasn't played him in four years. Rivers doesn't do that good with him there. And I feel like it's it's going to be Denver's going to have to rely on their defense more and they're going to try to control the ball so it's going to be a low scoring game and you're kind of praying that <clears throat> Keenan Allen falls into maybe a touchdown and maybe like 70 80 yards which I don't think is going to be easy to come by against this stingy stingy defense so there's that um that's pretty much it like I guess my sleeper uh definitely would be uh Eric, I think Eric Decker is going to be my sleeper this week uh sleeper wide receiver if you picked him up uh, you're start him for sure against that Oakland secondary. I'm gonna. I think you're gonna start seeing the the Eric Decker <clears throat> of late 
not of late, but I went, went to say he's the Eric Decker of like 2015 versus the Eric Decker of 2016 where he just got hurt and he just was not having the best quarterback play and just the best uh, situation. I think he's on a way better team this year, and I think, uh, unfortunately, the Raiders' uh, secondary needs to prove itself, and I think Eric Decker is going to be able to take care of that, uh, expose that those weaknesses. Obviously, it's new faces. Eric Decker used to be a Bronco. He used to play against the Raiders, but it's completely different now. But I feel like uh, this is going to be a year that he has a huge bounce back. And if you could pick him up on the cheap, I think you are going to be very satisfied uh, with that pickup. So that concludes my wide receivers. And uh, tight ends, start Gronk. <laughs> the end. No, I'm joking. Uh, I'll look into tight ends right now. Uh, let me just pull that list up. My sleeper tight end this week, I don't really want to break down the tight end matchups. Um, if I get questions going in for week two, like, hey, who should I start? I'll look more into it, but I'm just going to pick a sleeper tight end of the week. And uh, this week, I'm going to go ahead and go with Jermaine Gresham. I feel like uh, he's going to be a steal. I feel like he's going to get a he's going to get a touchdown this week against Detroit because I think Palmer doesn't really have a whole lot of reliable options. Uh, like, you know, we talked about earlier, I think he's going to have a pretty huge game for uh, QB. That would be the QB I'd run with uh, this week if I had to pick a QB up for the cheap or, you know, if you had, like, a Jameis Winston and you were looking for a filler, I would try to throw Palmer in there if he's still available. Um, but I feel like Jermaine Gresham is going to be able to take advantage of that uh, that weak secondary of uh, <clears throat> Detroit, and I feel like he'll be able to get you a touchdown and for, you know, being able to pick him up plug and play him depending on what kind of tight end you went with if you ended up getting some of the top six or top seven guys if you're just dropping and adding every week and looking for the matchups I don't think you're going to find a better matchup this week than uh, Mr. Gresham here so there's that and the sleeper defense this week uh, is going to be the Los Angeles Rams going up against a Scott Tolzien or maybe even a a Jacoby uh, Bursette I just kind of feel like this is that one year where the Raiders traded for, oh my, I'm embarrassed to say this, but when we traded for Carson Palmer and uh, it was just like a deer in the headlights, we threw him in there, you know, third quarter and he threw picks and that, I forgot even who the defense was. I want to forget that part of my life, but they ate that day. They ate real good and they came hungry. And I feel like the Rams are going to come hungry. Depending if Aaron Donald decides to show up, <laughs> especially if he shows up, I feel like they're going to have a monster game. So, uh, if you don't have a steady defense <clears throat> and you're looking just to add and drop and, hey, the Rams are there uh, for you to pick up this week and just use and drop, do it. Do it quickly and uh, thank me for it later. So that pretty much wraps up this week's podcast. Uh, I'll be back at you guys probably after. I'm going to try to get this up sooner. Uh, I'm thinking maybe on Monday, uh, Monday nights uh, or probably Tuesdays, uh, we'll do a waiver wire column and then uh, we'll go into the top five or just you know feel out some some sleepers and some uh, some surprises out there. So until then, take care, and uh, yeah, I'll see you when I see you.